Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Wednesday, February 24th. Our Boston Bruins are back on the ice for a full practice in advance of tomorrow night's game against the New York Islanders. We will break down all the latest from practice, as well as answer some of your mailbag questions here on the podcast today. Before we get into that, the podcast, I will remind you, is available everywhere. So please do hit the subscribe button on your podcast app of choice so that you never miss an episode each new one will be automatically added to your feed for you to download listen and enjoy if you could also rate and review that would be very much appreciated if you're on social media you can find the podcast on twitter at lo boston bruins you can find it on instagram at locked on bruins and i'm on both platforms at Ian C. McLaren on Twitter. You can find my hockey takes and dad jokes and uh, tweets on the latest books and shows that I am enjoying. So let's jump into today's show, shall we? And the Bruins announced some injury news here on Wednesday morning. And Jeremy Lozon will be out of the lineup for approximately four weeks, at least four weeks after suffering a fracture in his left hand during the outdoor game in Lake Tahoe over the weekend. He underwent surgery to repair the fracture and will be reevaluated in approximately four weeks. So his recovery time could be a bit longer than that. He had appeared in all 16 games with the Bruins this season, largely playing on the top defensive pairing with Charlie McAvoy. He was averaging 18 minutes and 32 seconds of ice time and had recorded three assists as well. Before we get into what that might mean for the lineup, I did want to mention that the Bruins have had some games moved around because of postponements and such that have occurred so far this season. Uh, So a game between the Bruins and Flyers that was originally scheduled for March 7th has been bumped to Monday, April 5th. Another game that was scheduled for April 5th between the Bruins and Flyers has been pushed back to Saturday, April 10th at 2 p.m. And then a game against the Islanders that was originally scheduled for April 14th is now going to be played on April 15th. So again, there have been a lot of uh, COVID postponements so far this season, wreaking havoc on the NHL schedule. Uh, Hopefully some of those are done now and it's contained, but uh, there could very well be some more postponements as we go along Uh, So just keep it locked on the Bruins schedule. Put it on your phone like I do so that it's updated automatically. But I wanted to let you know about those in case you missed it. The schedule for the rest of February is well set. They will be playing the Islanders tomorrow night, Thursday the 25th. And then Friday night, they'll be still in New York playing the Rangers. Sunday afternoon, also playing the Rangers on an NBC game and they will return home to play the Capitals next Wednesday to kick off their March schedule. Today at practice, there were a lot of 
changes, especially on defense, as the Bruins continue to deal with uh, some injuries that preceded the Lake Tahoe game and now the Lozon injury that happened in Tahoe. So the forward lines remaining similar to what we saw over the weekend. David Krejci unable to skate. Doesn't look like he'll be able to go Thursday. Probably not Friday either. Not sure if he would be able to join the team for the game on uh, Sunday. But right now, um, Marshan Berger on Pasternak, of course. Richie, Coyle, and Smith on the second line. Bjork with Stanika and DeBrusque on the third line. And then the fourth line comprised of Frederick, Corrali, and Wagner. So very similar to what we saw over the weekend. On defense, several changes. Uh, one good news item is that Jacobs Borrell is back at practice and seems on track to return to the lineup uh, sooner than later. But uh, Lozon, like I mentioned, out. And um, Matt Grizzlick still unable to practice. Kevin Miller, who practiced on Tuesday and who was held out of the Tahoe game, what was believed to be for load management reasons, did not practice either. So here's what we have for defensive pairings as of Wednesday's practice. Top pairing, Charlie McAvoy, of course, with Yerho Vakaninen on his left side. We had Jacobs Borrell with Brandon Carlo and then John Moore rotating with Connor Clifton and Steve Camfer on the third pair. I would expect uh, that it would be more at Clifton, uh, but perhaps Camfer could get a look here as he has yet to play so far this season. Again, Vakaninen looked very good in the outdoor game, recorded his first career point, played in a bunch of different situations. I believe he does have very high upside, perhaps even higher than Lozon and Zborl. Uh, so his presence in the lineup, I think, is well warranted. The only reason he hadn't been there before was Lozon and Zborl require waivers in order to be sent to the taxi squad or the AHL, whereas Vakaninen does not. But I think he can really uh, make a play here to solidify his spot in the lineup, and that might make things challenging for Bruce Cassidy and Don Sweeney heading into the trade deadline, but we'll get to that here in a moment. Uh, Rask, Halak, Callum Booth, in net during practice. And again, the absences were Matt Grizzlick, Andre Kasha, uh, David Krejci, and Kevin Miller, all of whom don't seem to be in line to be in the lineup Thursday against the Islanders. Of course, that picture will become clearer uh, throughout the day today, as well as after the morning skate on Thursday. So keep it locked at LO Boston Bruins for the latest lineup updates. With these injuries on the blue line, could it precipitate a trade? Well, we'll get to that in a moment. But before we open the mailbag, I wanted to talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It comes in 18 amazing flavors. Some have nuts and some do not. So be aware of that if you have an allergy. They're all gluten-free, which is important for me as someone who has celiac. There are six new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake is probably my favorite. They're all covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. But they're not just a delicious treat. They're great for the health-conscious person, and you can even lose or maintain weight while enjoying Built Bars. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. If you go to BuiltBar.com, you can use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. 
com. Today on Locked On Today, Tiger Woods is hospitalized after a car crash early Tuesday morning, and host Peter Bukowski gives you the latest details. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. On Wednesdays here on Locked On Bruins, I ask for question submissions for me to answer as part of a mailbag segment. Uh, I realize so far this week we haven't yet done the East Division Power Rankings. I'm going to update that tomorrow as the Bruins come back from this little break around the Lake Tahoe game. The first question comes from Chris Jones at Chris Jones Base. And Chris asks, Anytime a gap needs filling in the forwards, you seem really keen on Butch giving Sinitian another crack. I'll admit he looks convincing playing for Providence, but never quite seems to meet the NHL level. Is there something you see in him that I'm missing, or is it more hoping to save some face after picking him before Barzil? Enjoying and appreciating the podcast, mate. Keep up the good work. Chris, who's in Bristol uh, in the UK. Well, Chris, I would say that, you know, it's almost impossible at this point to save face when it comes to uh, the decisions made at the 2015 draft. Matt Barzil already won a Calder Trophy, arguably the best player on his team, uh, on his way to becoming a bona fide star, if not superstar, at the NHL level. I don't think it's so much that, just more the fact that I don't understand why right now, say for instance, Andre Kasha is out of the lineup, and on the third line we have a left-hand shot in Bjork playing on the left side, and then a left-hand shot in DeBrusque playing on the right side. It would make more sense to me to bring up a natural right-hand shot to take over that spot with uh, Kasha injured. And, you know, Sinitian has shown to have great speed. He has put in the work to develop, you know, a more physical game, to get to the front of the net, um, and to, yeah, just become a more well-rounded player. I'm not quite sure why he has not been given that opportunity, but um, in the games that he did play last season, I could say you could argue that he did look pretty good at the NHL level. And the only reason he came out of the lineup is because he suffered an injury of his own. Um, so all that to say, Zach Sinitian has put in the work at the AHL level. He does look very good so far this season. And with Andre Kasha still out with an upper body injury, um, I think it would make sense to give him a look at the NHL level. He had already cleared waivers this season. I'm not 100% sure on whether he would have to clear again if he was demoted when everybody's healthy, which, you know, all things considered, if everyone's healthy, you have Pasternak, Smith, Kasha, Wagner on the right side. Um, perhaps Sinitian doesn't fit in there. But right now, with uh, injury to Kasha, he certainly warrants a look. And I don't think that's too much of a stretch to to consider at this point. If you look at the highlights from his time in Providence this season, he looks uh, really good, very quick. Um, and I think a line of, say, DeBrusque, Coyle, Sinitian, or even Bjork, Coyle, Sinitian, uh, could be very effective. And I would really like to see that at some point this season, although I don't want an injury to precipitate that. 
uh, per se. So no, I don't think it's it's not just, oh, the Bruins need to get something out of Sinitian because of Barzil, because of Brock Besser, Kyle Connor, all of whom were taken after him. It's more, he is a useful player, and I think he could be a good bottom six player at the NHL level. And with um, injuries on the right side specifically, he could um, be a very good option uh, right now. I hope that makes sense. Next question comes from Amanda McChicken at AMACDZ. And Amanda asks, How comfortable are you with our LHD depth with all the injuries? Do you think Vakaninen is legit? Also, Bork, not Bork, Bjork remains an enigma, still not living up to the hype. What do you feel needs to be done to reach his ceiling? So a couple questions there. First of all, I think the left-hand depth is okay at the moment. Zboros coming back in. You have Vakaninen coming in, who, again, I think can be a very good NHL top four defenseman. And I think Bruins fans will be pleasantly surprised by how he plays in the lineup. Of course, it's a small sample size, but he did look very good against the Flyers on Sunday. Having said that, it is a bit concerning that Matt Grizzlick is oft injured. Uh, now Jeremy Lozon being out of the lineup for at least four weeks is not great. And I think right now, if the Bruins continue to win more often than not, they won't really be pressed into making a trade. But at some point, it could be something that has to be looked at if uh, the depth on the left side is not holding up. Um, and we'll get into that more here in a second in terms of, well, I've already said it, like Matthias Ekholm would be a great pickup, but you have to consider the expansion draft. They can only protect three defensemen. You have McAvoy, Carlo for sure. Grizzlick would be the expected third defenseman to be protected. If you bring Ekholm in there, you risk losing him and or Grizzlick. Is that something that you want to do seeing as Ekholm is under contract for next season? Now, when it comes to Anders Bjork, he does remain a bit of an enigma. He does have a very solid two-way game. I think what we need to see more out of him is a propensity to get the puck on net and, uh, yeah, just find more of a scoring touch. Um, I don't know what needs to be done to reach his ceiling. He's playing with Charlie Coyle, who's a very um, established center who can dominate on the puck and get it to scores on a regular basis. Um, I think, like I've said before, Anders Bjork could go the way of Danton Heinen or Ryan Donato before him and be part of a package that brings in uh, a defenseman to help with that depth issue on the blue line. Um, I would really like to see him shoot more, like I said. I'd really like to see him, um, yeah, just find that, Scoring touch, uh, what they can do to get that out of him, I'm not really sure, other just to encourage him to shoot, shoot, shoot. Um, but again, I could see him being a piece that is traded, uh, seeing as on the left side, you already have four very good options in Marchand, DeBrusque, uh, Frederick, and Richie. Uh, so Bjork could be the odd man out at that point. One other question comes from Beth at Iverwit, and she asks, 
How do you feel about the officiating in your division so far this season overall? Do you wish there were a bigger mix of refs and linesmen? I haven't really noticed anything egregious, really. There's obviously the odd uh, miss here or there, the odd questionable call, a replay or review that doesn't go the way that you want. But overall, I'm not one to complain a lot about the officiating. I don't know if this question was precipitated by Brendan Gallagher uh, getting a goal waved off for Beth's Canadians last night and uh, Claude Julien subsequently fired this morning. If that review went a different way, who knows? But um, yeah, I feel generally okay about the officiating. One last question, sorry, comes from Kevin Elder at Ottawa Kev. If you were making a starting lineup with one player from a Bruins team, from each of the 2020s, 2010s, 2000s, 90s, 80s, and 70s, who is in your lineup? I'm going to assume he means one player from each of those decades. So here we go. Here's my uh, ideal lineup based on those decades. The 70s, obviously Bobby Orr. He would be my pick from the 70s, nobody can really um, deny that he was, you know, the greatest Bruin of the 70s, if not all time, obviously. In the 80s, I don't want to have a two left-hand shot defenseman, but you can't take away Ray Bork from any all-time lineup for the Bruins. Uh, he was dominant in the 80s and the 90s. Uh, but I'll take him from the 80s because from the 90s, I want to put my man Cam Neely. He was my favorite player as a Bruin growing up. And uh, to not include him would be just egregious. So Neely, I'm going to put on the right side with Orr from the 70s, 80s Bork on the blue line. Um, that would bring me to the 2000s. And of course, I cannot take away Patrice Bergeron from the lineup. Maybe not his best during that era, but that's when he emerged for the Bruins. And I'm going to pick him from the 2010s, Tim Thomas in net. He, of course, was a Conn Smythe Trophy winner for the Bruins in 2011 and a huge reason why they won the Cup. 2020s left side, Brad Marchand, who has become an elite-level player at his position. So there we go. Bork. Or Marshan, Bergeron, Neely, Tim Thomas in net. Uh, let me know what you think about that team by hitting me up at LO Boston Bruins or at Ian C. McLaren. Some great questions this week, and thanks so much for sending those in again. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online covers everything from the NBA to college basketball, NHL, baseball to awards shows and reality TV. They offer real time updated odds and props and almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. It's also free to sign up. Just head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts wednesdays on locked on nhl you can take a deep dive into the western conference with sarah avampato of locked on kings and tom gazzola of locked on oilers 
Whether it's a look at top-end contenders like Vegas and Colorado, or breaking down the surprising Kings and Blackhawks, Locked On NHL has you covered on Western Conference Wednesdays. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get podcasts. Let's finish off with some news and notes from around the NHL. First of all, NBCSN announced that the game between the Flyers and Bruins and Lake Tahoe over the weekend delivered their best audience for a regular season game in uh, the history of their coverage, which was pretty cool. Obviously, it was a great spectacle, and uh, I, for one, still going back and watching highlights because it was so cool. I mentioned earlier, Claude Julien has been fired as coach of the Montreal Canadiens. He, of course, previously coached our Boston Bruins, fired back in 2016-17, replaced by uh, Bruce Cassidy. He has been replaced by assistant coach Dominic Ducharme, and former Vancouver Canuck and Boston Bruins foe Alex Burroughs has been added to his staff as well. Uh, Kirk Muller also fired in this move, and this comes after they got off to a pretty good start, but they've won, I think, two of their past eight, one, three, and two in their past six, including a shootout loss to the Ottawa Senators on Tuesday. They do have a record of nine, five, and four, fourth in the North Division, three points ahead of the Calgary Flames. Of course, the top four teams in each division do advance to the playoffs, so they are in a playoff spot. Seems a bit of a knee-jerk decision by general manager Mark Bergevin, but um, yeah, Claude Julien out as head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. Ducharme spent eight seasons coaching the Halifax Mooseheads of the QMJHL, uh, also two-time bench boss of Canada's World Junior Team, winning a gold in 2018, and he's been a, a Habs assistant ever since. Um, and of course, the fact that he speaks French is uh, something that's necessary in that market. Elsewhere, Henrik Lundqvist is back on the ice less than two months after undergoing open-heart surgery. He was in full caps gear taking shots on Tuesday, so that's great to see. Some other good news Flyers captain Claude Giroux returned to practice after testing positive for COVID-19 a couple weeks ago. They'll evaluate him to determine if he can play against the Rangers tonight. But Jacob Voracek, Travis Konechny, Oscar Lindblom, Scott Lawton, and Justin Braun remain on the list. Uh, the longest of any team in uh, the NHL right now. Not very many cases elsewhere, which is great. And hopefully um, things continue to improve around the league when it comes to COVID-19. Some trade news and notes. Frank Cervelli of TSN believes the Detroit Red Wings could make some moves prior to the trade deadline. Bobby Ryan uh, could be made available. He was a guy that I had hoped they would, uh, that being the Bruins, look at this past offseason as a low-risk, potentially high-reward goal-scoring signing for the Bruins. Uh, he signed with the Red Wings, of course, but maybe the Bruins could revisit him after he's got off to a pretty good start. And a couple Bruins notes from Elliot Friedman's latest 31 Thoughts column. He said, how good is Boston? The Bruins' goal differential is plus 15. Next best in the East is the Islanders at plus 1. Philadelphia is even. The rest are uh, negative. So that is something to keep an eye on uh, with the Bruins being so good in their division. They 
in my mind, are the runaway favorites in the East at the moment and should remain there um, with, you know, goal differential being a pretty good indicator of success. If you score many more goals than you give up, then chances are you're going to win. Anyways, that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen today. Thanks to those who subscribe and listen on a regular basis. I really do appreciate it very much. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, a better look at who might be in the lineup for the Bruins against the New York Islanders. And uh, as well, like I said, with some updated East Division power rankings. I should say real quick that Matt Grizzlick will make the trip to New York. So despite the fact that he didn't practice today, he still could play either Thursday or Friday uh, against one of those New York teams. Kevin Miller will not travel with the team. His knee is not feeling great, apparently, which is not a good sign, uh, seeing as he uh, has been out of the lineup a lot over the last couple years with uh, various injuries pertaining to his knee. So we'll update that tomorrow as well. I hope you're all doing well. I can't recommend Yellowstone enough if you're looking for something to watch while there's no hockey on tonight, or Bruins hockey, that is. I'm also reading the Last Kingdom book series. I'm on the number two one right now, The Pale Horseman. Very entertaining book. So uh, some quick recommendations there for you as well. All right, friends, have a great rest of your Wednesday. Talk to you again tomorrow. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other.